is our number three of the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler, my co-host. She's Leah Brandon. Each week we get together, we talk about the news of the week, the events of our lives, and we do so in an entertaining, informative, and unique fashion. Heard on 22 different stations around this formerly great nation of ours. You can check out each and every one of them at our website, www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. In this, the third and final hour of the show, Leah, there are several things I'm really looking forward to. Uh, We're going to um, talk about uh, a guy who might be my new hero, the former spokesperson at Breitbart.com, who exposed what a fraud uh, my good buddy Andrew Breitbart's, who's now, of course, Deceased Andrew Breitbart's uh, legacy, Breitbart.com, has been disgraced by their coverage of Donald Trump, and that was exposed in dramatic fashion this week. We'll talk about that. Also, uh, Hillary Clinton, perhaps her most embarrassing moment of the campaign thus far. This one was really a doozy. And I uh, finally found a song for the Trumpkins, the Trumpsters. I, I I found a song that we'll probably end the show with. That perfectly encapsulates what the Trump fan is already and will in the soon future experience with regard to their obsession and their reverence for their hero, their king, if you will, Donald Trump. But first, a couple thoughts on the non-Trump candidates. I've already referenced Marco Rubio and the fact that he is going to have a very difficult, a very difficult decision. I mean, I want you to put you yourself in Marco Rubio's. Uh, situation right now, all right? Uh, He's the guy with by far the best chance to beat Hillary. Every poll says that. Uh, In my opinion... He had a great debate. I mean, he made Donald Trump just look like an amateur. Right. He's a very good debater. He's a, despite what the Chris Christie thing uh, showed, uh, he would be perfect to go up against Hillary. I mean, uh, you know, when you have Marco Rubio as an option... Deciding to go with Donald Trump against Hillary Clinton is like deciding to have brain surgery with Dr. Seuss when Dr. Ben Carson is available. I mean, that's how insane that is. By the way, speaking of Ben Carson, we have to reference his absurd endorsement of Donald Trump. And are you now finally willing, after all these months, Leah Brandon, to acknowledge that I was right, that Ben Carson is a fraud? Will you finally acknowledge that right here, right now on the John and Leah show? Broad... All right, that I was right about Ben Carson. Will you give yeah, me that? Yeah, you were right about Ben Carson. Thank you. I'm always right, Leah. I'm always right about these things. You know I, this I by hate, now. I hate. Look, I I was okay with everything along the Ben Carson. Let's kill him and get him out of this race because he's black, and so therefore he can't be a Republican. Uh I didn't buy into any of that stuff, but when you drop out and endorse Donald Trump. (sighs) The guy who compared you to a child molester. Correct. Uh, uh, And said you were an okay surgeon. Yeah, right. Pathological liar. Yeah. Carson, I mean, he seems like a nice enough guy, but I think his campaign was a scam. I think it was. I think it was a total scam, and I think he's out. uh, I think he likes the fame. I think he likes, I think there's probably some money elements to it. Um, I think he's trying to build a mailing list. I think he sees uh, Trump as a, in a, you know, the ability to maybe even be part of an administration, Surgeon General, who the hell knows. Uh, he sold himself out, and that's that's what these people do. All right. Sad. All right, now back to Rubio. So here's Rubio. He's the most qualified to beat Hillary for sure. 
he he's young, he's hip, he's funny, he's smart. He's got a he's, he's Kennedy-esque with his wife, a former Miami Dolphin cheerleader, the young kids. Yeah. He I mean mm-hmm. he's almost if you if you had a chemistry set and you were trying to create the modern Republican presidential candidate, you couldn't do a hell of a lot worse than Marco Rubio, all right? He's decided he's not going to run for re-election in the Senate. He put everything on Florida, I think naively, although mainly because he had no other choice. I think the campaign has made numerous, numerous blunders, mostly having to do with being overconfident and too naive and not nearly cynical enough about the difficulty of their situation. And I have had battles with the campaign spokesperson, Alex Conant. Interestingly, Leah, you'll you'll enjoy this. Um, Alex and I have communicated a little bit over the last several years. He he was actually working on the Tim Pawlenty campaign back in 2012 when we first became acquainted. And this past weekend, I I emailed him to say, you know, I'm really sorry that Florida didn't work out. You're going to lose. Um, and um, I, I'm, you know, it's really a shame. And, and he emailed, which me, endeared you to him. Well, no, he responded. He said, "Well, no, no, no. We're 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 catching up in the polls, and early voting mm-hmm. shows we're doing well." I, and I responded, I said, yeah. "I said, um, gee, I, again, Alex, I'm I'm just sorry it didn't work out. I'm <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. And um, you know, it's it, it's it's really much like uh, you know that patient that uh, the doctors know has no chance, and only right. the only the patient and maybe the mom and the dad haven't accepted it yet." Uh, I think Rubio accepted it yesterday. Did you happen to see his press conference? I didn't. Uh, his press conference, you should look it up uh, on the Internet. Um, and, and, of course, you know, because it's on the Internet, we know that it has to be true, right? I mean, because Donald Trump uh, said so. Remember, he said... All I know is what's on the Internet. Okay, so if it's on the Internet, it's true. Um <laughs> I, I urge everyone to check out Marco Rubio's press conference because when the history of this thing is written, I truly believe that you're going to be able to look back at that moment yesterday and you're going to be able to see in his eyes and his facial expressions and the fact that he, he got choke up. Not only that he knew he was done, he knew the country was done. That, there, the, the man at that press conference knows the country is done. And he's coming to grips with the reality. He's going down. His career, very likely, could be over because there's no place Mm -hmm. for him to go now. And he's going to get embarrassed and maybe humiliated in his home state. I don't know what the margin is going to be in Florida, but it could be bad. I I would be stunned if he got closer than five points. It's probably going to be at least 10, and it might be 20. And, uh, And so I don't know where he goes from here. And it was obvious to me this was a guy who had looked into the the pit of darkness <laughs> and seen our future, and yeah. it is it is ugly. And well, you uh, couple that with what happened with the young Messiah this weekend. <laughs> Thanks for coupling that. Uh, uh, you know, it's uh, funny. It's yeah. funny. It's funny. There is an analogy. I felt it's so funny you said that. Because when I was with the director and the writer of the film, Cyrus and Betsy Narost, and my good friends, uh, on Friday night, just the three of us, as as I was trying to get them through a very rough night, I felt I, I actually thought to myself, this must be what it's like in the Rubio campaign right now. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. It's exactly the same thing. It hasn't. It's not officially over yet. In fact, you know, Florida hasn't even technically started counting votes yet, but it's over, and we know. And um, and so it, it, he's going to have to decide, OK, do I drop out? If he drops out, he actually helps Trump 
because here's why he's going to help Trump. It looks like Kasich's going to win Ohio. If Kasich wins Ohio, he ain't getting out. Right. And, and so it's still a three-person race. Right. And so in a three-person race, I've said this a hundred times, Trump, Trump wins every time, especially when he's already got a rather significant delegate lead. And by the way, can we please look at where the map is, where we're going? Cruise fans, I'm talking to you. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, California. This is not cruise country. Here's the problem. You know, Marco doesn't have enough delegates, really. Kasich, I don't think he can win. He needs to go away. Ted Cruz can't really win in those areas. We got nothing. Except potentially, as we referenced in the last hour, you could steal it from him at the convention. Of course, that would cause almost a little, probably a literal riot uh, in Cleveland. So there, there are basically here are the options: um, disaster or catastrophe. Which do you want, disaster or catastrophe? And for Marco Rubio, I feel so badly for him. Uh, he was the guy who actually had the balls to go after Trump. Yeah. And and it ended up killing him. Um, yeah. And and by the way, if he had not done that, had Rubio not gone after Trump when he did, this thing would already be over even more than it is. All right. So he had no choice. And I, I can't stand. And by the way, my father and my father-in-law are both in this category. This is when I knew Rubio was dead. My father and my father-in-law, you know, in the definitely one percenters, you know, elites uh, in the business world. Uh, you know, mainstream Republicans. These are supposed to be Rubio people, but they didn't like the fact that he got down in the gutter with Donald Trump. You know what? That's what so many people have said. And and they'll go for Trump, but they won't go for him. How do you figure that? How do you possibly in a million years figure the logic (laughs) of that one? I I know. it, It is... It's it is mind blowing and insane <laughs> making, but that's that's my life. All right, um, we gotta take a break. When we come back, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Kasich and Cruz, and then we'll get on to the other things I've promised because we always keep our promises on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the John and Leah Show. My name's John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com, where you can check out, should you have the courage, the current official John and Leah Show percentages for who's going to win the GOP nomination and the presidency. Although I do warn you, it will take some courage. Uh, because we're all about the truth here. We don't care about uh, telling you what you want to hear, like most radio talk show hosts and television hosts do, uh, which is why we're... St- such a messed up situation. It's a large part of the reason why Donald Trump has been able to pull off what he has because the conservative media is completely in the tank, uh, including um, Breitbart.com, which we'll talk about in the next segment. But um, I, I want to talk, Leah, at least briefly about Ted Cruz and John Kasich because okay. um, this is important and I'm a bit confused and maybe you can help me understand it, especially since I know you're a Ted Cruz fan. So Kasich first. Um, Kasich is a guy who um, 
has had no scrutiny at all, no criticism. He's fl- flown under the radar because no one's afraid of him. He, he cannot possibly get anywhere near enough delegates to win. How he would do against Hillary, I don't honestly know. You know, he would have a shot. He would probably win Ohio, and that's incredibly important uh, since he's the governor of Ohio. I, I, there's no way he's going to be the nominee unless some sort of catastrophe occurs. Uh, I just but, can't stand him. Well, no, but his staying in the race has had an enormous negative impact and a pro-Trump yeah. impact. The only logic I can see is, and, and a lot of people think this is the case, he wants to be Trump's vice presidential nominee. Yeah. yeah. Which, which makes sense on paper, except if that was the case, he's making some statements that are inconsistent with that theory. Today, I think it was today, I saw it today, he basically said he wasn't 100% sure that he would support Trump in the general election. Now, that's not necessarily a disqualifier, but that's not exactly the thing you're going to say if you're campaigning to be the vice president. Um, So I don't understand what's going on there. I also want to take issue with probably the douchiest statement by any (laughs) GOP nominee uh, nominee contender yet, when Rubio did the right thing a couple days ago and said, hey, look, my supporters vote for Kasich in Ohio so we can stop Trump, which is yeah. he's the only guy that's done the right thing and the not selfish thing so far is Rubio. The Kasich people, did you see what they said in response? I did not. This is the response. So Rubio says, vote for Kasich in Ohio if you're a Rubio guy. The Kasich campaign says, um, we don't need your help. Without your help, we're going to win Ohio, and without uh, our help, you're still going to lose Florida. <laughs> that's what they said. I, that's almost a direct quote. You, I can't stand I him. Mean, I, what a, I can't stand I him. I mean, what a jackass thing to say. And yeah. then, then there's Ted Cruz. I honestly don't understand. I thought I understood what was happening with Cruz, but now I'm, I'm not certain. Here's my, my basic Cruz theory. Cruz is a smart guy. I think he's smarmy, but he's very smart. He knows Trump is not going to beat Hillary in the general election. He said so right. at the debate. He also, he also knows he's unlikely to be the guy to be picked at a, a brokered open convention. And he also knows that if Trump wins Florida and a bunch of other states Tuesday, there's no way Cruz can get the 1237. He knows all this. So mm-hmm. what's his game plan? I think his game plan is this. He wants to have the next three months be all about Trump versus Cruz. He can win a bunch of primaries. He can fight the good fight. He will, in people's minds, he will be the last man standing against Trump. And then when Trump loses, potentially badly to Hillary, he will be the next guy standing in line, having fought the good fight, having said, I told you so about Trump, so that he will be in the best position for tw- for 2020 to go up against Hillary Clinton when she runs for re-election. What do you think about that theory? Good. God. I, look, I don't think we'll still be around in 2020. Wow. <laughs> and I'm and I'm the pessimist here, folks. Yeah. Um, no, but I think that's, that's no, the only— No, I think it makes sense. It makes sense. That's the only logical— way I can make what Cruz is doing make sense. All right, when we come back, the fraud that is Breitbart.com on the John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And Leah, I think one of the many things that makes this program unique is that there's probably not another radio show syndicated nationally where the host openly acknowledges that he is not a success. <laughs> and and that um, by most people's perceptions, he's an abject failure. Um <laughs> I don't consider myself to be a failure, but I, I fully acknowledge that, that most people would. And why I'm mentioning this is that one of the reasons I'm perceived as a failure, being as objective as possible, is that I have been right many, many times too soon. And when you're right... You peak too early, Ziegler. When you're, when you're right too soon, people hate you and destroy you because they don't get where you're coming from. Glenn Beck goes through it every day. Yeah, well, that's another story for another day. All right. <laughs> so, um, and the reason why I'm mentioning this now is that I have been warning about the corrupt nature of the right-wing conservative media for years, mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. It started in my documentary film to, uh, in 2008, 2009 called Media Malpractice, How Obama Got Elected. Before the 2012 campaign, I actually had a book proposal that was – promoted by a a legitimate Los Angeles book agent called A Business, Not a Cause, How the Conservative Media Will Get Barack Obama Reelected. Right. And I'm not a celebrity, so it went nowhere. It was and it's too much of a too much difficult of a concept for people to understand. It sounds like a conspiracy theory. It sounds nutty to someone who doesn't understand the reality of what's actually going on. But I've lived it. I know these people. I've dealt with them all. I've been on the front lines. Yeah, and, but I mean, and, we hate the left, so now we're supposed to hate the right. I mean, you're not giving people a choice here, so well, that's why the resistance. All, well, yeah, it's also not a narrative that really makes anybody feel good. Right. Well, the 2016 election cycle has proven my premise and vindicated me more than even I ever dreamed possible. Uh, you know, Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, uh, most of Fox News Channel, um, Matt Drudge off the charts. Drudge all, has uh, been really the worst, I uh, think. All, I mean. all completely in the tank for Donald Trump. But the worst offender because of the background of the outlet, has been Breitbart.com. Breitbart.com was founded by a guy by the name of Andrew Breitbart, with whom I was very, very close for several years, although we had a falling out before his death, which I'll probably always regret. But he, Andrew and I went through some battles together, and we, you know, a lot of people always say, oh, yeah, I was friends. No, no, no. Andrew and I were really tight. Yeah. And, um, and he was a fan of Marco Rubio. It's all, he's on video praising Marco Rubio. Yes, the future, he is. The future of the of the Republican Party, and he's also on video condemning Donald Trump as a fraud and a phony, basically warning about Donald Trump trying to pretend to be a conservative. And despite all that, his namesake has been completely in the tank for Donald Trump, so much so. And and this is another one of the 101 things that would have maybe killed, if not at least badly damaged, any other campaign than the Trump campaign. But this week... Trump campaign manager allegedly roughed up a female Breitbart reporter named Michelle Fields. Now, the evidence seems to indicate that that's what happens, happened. But the Trump campaign denies it. The campaign manager says it didn't happen. And worse than that, both Trump and the campaign have said they think that the female reporter made the assault up. Yes. Now, at some point, 
in this process. Breitbart did defend the reporter, their reporter, Michelle Fields, but they also had multiple articles on the same pages suggesting that Fields might not have been credible and might be making it up herself. In other words, they were sabotaging their own reporter, a female who was assaulted, apparently, by the Trump campaign manager, all because they're so in the tank for Trump that they want to defend Trump against one of their own people. Right. Now, thankfully, there's one person with a soul. The former spokesperson at Breitbart.com, he's former now because he resigned late this week, named Kurt Bardella. He went on CNN and explained why it is he resigned from Breitbart over this whole situation. I just disagree with the course of which they've they've been covering this and how they've treated Michelle. Uh, I, I think that they've been looking for a reason to disprove something when all the evidence from a Washington Post reporter's first-hand account to the bruises on Michelle's arms, all the photos and video clips that we've seen strongly suggest that Corey Lewandowski, Donald Trump's campaign manager, was the one who did this. And there's no reason to never support your own reporter. Are you saying they're lying? Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. So that's Trump's, not not Trump, well, (laughs) Trump Bart is how many people refer to them. And that was was an ultimate Freudian slip, but it's really not even a Freudian slip because they're part of the Trump campaign now, Breitbart is. And that's the former Breitbart spokesperson who resigned this week saying, yep, they are lying on behalf of Trump. It gets even better here. Mr. Bardella, why would they not support her and support the Trump version of the story? Well, I think that anyone who's watched Breitbart uh, coverage, who, who, who reads the site every day, uh, it's very clear, and they haven't hidden this at all, but they've been very supportive of the Trump campaign. And I think that there is a desire to want to believe the Trump campaign uh, and, and, and believe uh, the statement that Corey and, 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 and Donald Trump have because? put out. Uh, because I think that you know, they, they've, when you've gone all in so much for a candidate, uh, you have, you know, when you have that kind of skin in the game, you don't want to see that derailed. They're in the tank, human you're nature. I think it's been very obvious from their coverage, and again, I don't think they've hidden that, uh, or they would dispute that, that they're, they're very much pro-Trump. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right there, folks. That's a former Breitbart, not just employee, spokesperson. Laying it all out. To me, the most uh, um, telling statement is when you have that much skin in the game, you're gonna, you are going to convince yourself of anything, even that one of your own female reporters is lying about being assaulted by the Trump campaign manager. Yep. When you've uh, gone all in. Yeah. They, and they have. They have gone all in. They are Trump Bart now. And Andrew, it's a cliche. It's terrible. It, he is rolling over in his grave, not just yes. because of the fact that they've destroyed Rubio and promoted Trump, which is exactly the opposite of what Andrew would have wanted. But Andrew would have been furious at not backing up Michelle Fields, their own reporter for for Donald Trump. I, for, know. I mean, if you're going to sell your soul, at <laughs> least get a decent price or at least do it for somebody somewhat worthy. Donald Trump. I know, but this it's is sick. But I'm telling you, folks, this is why Trump will be the nominee, because the right wing media, the ones we just listed, see it in their financial and career interests. They cannot lose with a Trump nomination because the general election will be a boon ratings and traffic wise. And no matter what the outcome, they win. Trump wins. Correct. They've backed the president. They're close to power. Trump loses, which is what's going to happen. 
well, we get Hillary for eight years, and that's plenty of content for the right-wing media to survive on. That's the way these people think, folks. That's oh, yeah, people will be coming to them more because they'll be seeking solace from all the Hillary. Well, I we'll talk about this in coming weeks and months. I think a large portion of the conservative media audience, is, if when, when Trump loses big, is going to just say, I'm done. I, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see a huge exodus of talk radio audience, yes. uh, and and some of these websites and maybe Fox yep. News Channel. I really believe it. I, I because it'll be too obvious. It will be too obvious that they went in the tank for their own purposes, and that they're they are a, as I said in the book proposal, they're a business pretending to be a cause. That's what they are. We're not here on the John and Leah show for whatever mm. it's worth. Uh, when we come back, um, Hillary's most hilarious moment. And a song that is perfect for the Trumpsters. You will not want to miss this on the John and Lee Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the final segment of this edition of the John and Leah Show. Our podcasts are available Monday morning. They are actually available for our previous shows right now at our website, www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. So check those out. They're available via SoundCloud and iTunes. Again, at freespeechbroadcasting.com. That'll be Monday morning. Uh, Leah, we don't talk much about Hillary lately because even though I think she's going to be the next president of the United States, because obviously there's so much to discuss on the Republican side and all the Trump sanity that we've been enduring. And one of the reasons why I'm so very, very frustrated by Trump sanity is that Hillary, we all knew this, but is an absolutely horrendous candidate. Uh, And and, and she, look, she's got a lot of advantages and, I still think she's going to win, especially if Trump's the nominee. But this past weekend, we saw one of these classic Hillary moments that, you know, even stupid people can understand that expose what a bad candidate she is. You know, she's what having a fraud. She is. Yeah, she's she's having a difficult time with Bernie Sanders, the socialist whack job, 74 year old nut. Um, and, you know, in order to try to shake him, she has limited options because she's, first of all, dealing with a lot of young people who aren't that, you know, frankly educated. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of course. All I know is what's on the Internet. Uh, Believe me. <laughs> I love the poorly educated. Right. Uh, so, we, we, so the same. Type I especially of, love the poorly educated. <laughs> I love the poorly educated. Right. Well, so same way with Bernie Sanders people. So. Um, So anyway, she's got limited options because these are emotional thinkers. They're not rational thinkers. So Mm -hmm. so anyway, long story short, she's trying to show how awesome she is on health care. And she's and she's mocking Sanders for him not being part of her fight for basically universal health care back when she was first lady. Here's what that sounded like. We're going to pull together and stand up against those powerful forces. And I always get a little chuckle. When I hear my opponent talking about doing it, well, I don't know where he was when I was trying to get health care in 93 and 94. Hmm. Yeah, where was Bernie Sanders when Hillary was trying to get health care in 93 and 94? Well, almost immediately after she made that statement, there <laughs> popped up on, on Twitter, um, and it was everywhere, a photograph of Hillary Clinton in 1993 with the Chiron from C-SPAN 
health care debate, and she's, yeah. give, she's giving a speech, and not one and a half feet behind her was <sighs> Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Very grateful for the leadership that many people are giving to this great reform effort. And I'm grateful that Congressman Sanders would join us today from Vermont. <laughs> 1993. I, I mean, it's it's amazing. Um, and. And she clearly didn't remember, which, of course, goes to a completely different issue and narrative, which I'm starting to buy into. You know, there are a lot of people. In fact, Dr. Drew, you know, Dr. Drew, the the talk show host here in L.A. I do. um, He believes and he says other medical professionals also believe that Hillary has had some sort of a stroke that she listen. You don't you don't need to uh, speculate about that. It's in the emails. Well, the, it's she, in the, the email. She hit her head and she's, you know, sometimes out she's of it, right? Confused. Her assistant tells everybody you can't just send her an email. You have to follow it up with a meeting because, quote, she gets confused. <laughs> well, it, that, gee, I, I can't understand why that wouldn't be a campaign issue. <laughs> Gosh. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, her assistants are running. She's like a puppet in there. Right. So in her email, she's like, did I respond? Oh, my gosh. All right. So so basically, <laughs> here's where we're headed, Leah. I want to put this in the most stark terms possible. The final two candidates for president of the United States will be two people who are almost universally hated, way over 50 mm-hmm. percent negative approval ratings, and both apparently have debilitating medical conditions. Hillary maybe with some sort of a stroke that leaves her confused and can't remember stuff. And a fascinating article this week uh, made the rounds about Donald Trump and his sleep deprivation and that he has he exhibits all the signs of somebody who suffers from sleep deprivation. He himself brags about sometimes only getting one or two hours of sleep a night. Which yeah, is, three's the most he gets. That's which is, all he needs, he which says. Is, yeah, which is why he keeps saying, I never said that, when in fact he did say this. <laughs> Um, this is the way Donald Trump works. Um, but, you know, he does know a lot about what's on the Internet. I mean, because he's up all night. All I know is he what's is. on the Internet. Right. <laughs> he's up all night watching and reading. Calling every show. And, and it's all conspiracy bull crap. All right. I, I've been searching for a long time for a song that would encapsulate the Trump phenomenon and specifically the Trump followers. And I think I finally found it. We 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 played a song to end a, a previous edition of the John and Leah show. Uh, This one's a little bit different, but I think you'll appreciate it. I want you to envision this song being about Donald Trump. Now, some people might think this song is about Barack Obama because there's some Barack Obama elements to this song. And there are obviously similarities between the Obama phenomenon and the Trump phenomenon. But I think this song actually is more consistent with Donald Trump, Trump sanity, the Trumpkins and the Trumpsters. It's by Bobby Goldsboro, and it's called... (laughs) Hobos and Kings, and I hope you'll enjoy it. Play it. And you see him by the railroad track each morning Telling stories to the hobos sitting round And you wonder about the past that he is hiding And the things that made his whole world tumble down And he tells them of his kingdom and his riches And all the sunken treasure that he's found And he tells them not to worry about tomorrow 
That for all of them a new life would begin They would never see another day of sorrow Cause he always takes good care of all his friends And you see a look of hope on all their faces Though they've heard the story time and time again And you look into the eyes of those around you And you know that they're believing every word Cause when you look at him, you're looking in a mirror And you make yourself believe the things you've heard And although he gets his stories from a bottle You find yourself believing every word And you realize that somehow he's a savior In his tattered clothes to them he is a king Cause he gives them one more day that they can live for And the promise of the joy that it will bring And you wonder what will happen in the morning When they find that they no longer have their king For his eyes have closed but he's no longer sleeping And their king will no longer be around And you'll see a look of fear on all their faces As they see their hopes and dreams come tumbling down So you quickly drink a story from the bottle And all at once you now possess the crown And they'll find you by the railroad track each morning Telling stories to the hobos sitting round And they'll wonder about the past that you are hiding And there you go. You know, I say at the beginning of every hour, this show is unique. Now, unique is an overused word and often misused word. But I'm going to guess, Leah Brandon, that we're the only radio talk show in America that's playing Bobby Goldsboro to explain Donald Trump. Would you you acknowledge the truth of that statement? Yeah. I don't even – I forgot Bobby Goldsboro even lived. (laughs) All right. Now, do, do you see where I'm going with this? Uh, To me, this song is perfect, almost word for word. I especially love the part when the king doesn't wake up and he's dead and the frightened look in all their faces because that's what's going to happen on November 6th. The frightened look on all the faces of the Trumpkins, the Trumpsters, when all these lies, all this big myth, all this... The biggest lie. I mean, Donald Trump is the big lie theory in personification. That's what he is. The bigger the lie, the more people will be likely to believe it. And he understands the big lie, which is amazing You know that he gets called Hitler all the time. I, he's not Hitler, but he has Hitler aspects to him. And one of them is Hitler was the person that, that came up with or at least got credit for the whole big lie theory. Well, Trump understands if you just say something confidently— and you say it over and over enough, and you're, you know, a big enough celebrity, and the media is in the tank enough for you. All I know is what's on the internet. 
<laughs> then, you know, it's amazing. Believe me. That's all you got to do is just keep believe saying. Believe me. And people will I believe it. I love the poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. Which one is that? Uh, I love the poorly say, educated. Right. Who would say that? I love the poorly well, educated. And you're right. That's the that's the clip that goes with the Hobos and King song. Because yes. he's, ta- he's talking to the Hobos. I love the poorly educated. Right. That's <laughs> that's what it's all about right there. I mean. Believe me. And And when Judgment Day comes. Their, their worlds are going to collapse. Now, they'll come up with an excuse. They're going to blame the evil establishment for not oh, backing sure. Trump enough. But they'll know. And we'll all know. And that's really what I'm living for at this point. My my life is about my daughter, Jordan Speed, and living to November 6th so I can tell the Trumpkins I told you so. That's basically my <laughs> life at this point. That's my <laughs> pathetic life. All right, Leah, have a great week. Podcast at freespeechbroadcasting.com tomorrow. See you next Sunday. I'm John Ziegler. <laughs>